0: Oh.
1: <laughs> good
2: morning and welcome to your daily game face. Oh, you kill me. I'm Dr. Kim Wynn and I was looking at my phone. I just had something come in that was really important and caught me off guard. There's
0: it, music. When does music I know, to be? I don't know.
2: Gotta be but anyway, good morning and welcome in. to your daily game face. It's July 6, 2022, and I'm here with Lou Blasey, who didn't. It's your fault. It's just your fault.
0: Always is. It's I know. It's kind just of my as long job to blame you. Yeah.
2: I know. It's because I love you. <laughs> oh. Oh, good morning.
0: Seems to be you? the way that emotion is manifested quite often. <laughs> and I love you. It's your fault.
2: <laughs> I know. I, I love you. No, it's your fault. No yep. change. Yep. Um, I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail. Abigail just signed in and said, hi, are you at the gym, Abby? Because Abby was supposed to be at the gym this morning. So she better be at the gym. Are you
0: familiar with Swole Normus on Instagram? No. Are you on Instagram?
2: Yeah. Yes, okay. you know I, I am. I, I, I
0: just gotta show you Swole Normus. You'll like them. You what? I'll show you Swole normus. You'll like him.
2: Okay. Um, oh good. She just left. I was I was making sure that this child went to the gym. Anyway. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> need that. This, I had to get her up this morning and push her to the gym. Everyone was like getting her to the gym this morning. It was like
0: she made it. She got she, there.
2: Whew. Good lord. All right. Thank God. Do you go with her? Um, on occasion, but this morning I needed to get her there cause her friend was waiting for her early. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, she got there. Yeah, she did. Well, she got there. I'm not sure what she did, but we're moving along. Hi, John. Oh, look at, look at that. I've got so many people. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lou, make the rain go away. I can't
0: make the rain go yes. I wish I could.
2: Because, because John is in the middle of, um, <laughs> Still redoing the deck because oh. every time he gets so far along, it rains. <laughs> so, he has to stop. so this morning he was really mad because it's beautiful out now, but it was pouring this morning. And yesterday he was doing the fascia board, and not that anyone really cares about this, but he was doing all the. He white had the whole holiday weekend the,
0: with sun. We were
2: not here. <laughs> I, know, I know. We were away. I know. I, saw I the was post. hiking. I know. And oh, so okay, so so several things. The show today has multiple topics, and um we'll start off with the first one, which is. Very importantly for people, because mental health has become such a big thing in the pandemic, but I don't know if people realize, but in the United States, you can typically call, and I do have to put my glasses on for this because I have to get the other number. But so in the next two weeks, on the 16th of July, um, the uh, US uh, Health and Human Services of Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services, SAMHSA, if you're not familiar with that, is rolling out a a emergency number like 911 for mental health. Instead of having to call like the, you know, 800, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. I'll remember all the numbers, right? Which I will give anyways, because I think we're going to still need that. But if you need help mental health wise. This is
0: for the person who needs help.
2: This is for a person that needs emergency services, or just someone to talk to crisis line, or something like that, and doesn't want to go to the emergency room, or maybe just needed a resource. You can call the new number. That's this is not
0: for Karen to call and report somebody who they think is having (laughs) mental health issues.
2: This is not for the Karen to call and report. (laughs) Correct. I mean, I'm sure there will be because there's all kinds of. But um, this is for people who are looking for help in the moment and may not want to go to emergency room. You know, it's it's the typical not typical it's the the common thread of suicide hotline but this is like the whole mental health line right. so instead of it being 911 you don't call 911 unless of course you want to you can but this is going to be 988 okay so on the 16th 988 is going to be rolled out now it's already got a whole bunch of problems with it so <laughs> shocking, right? Because they've been working on this to roll it out for a while. But if you are stuck and you don't want to call 911, you can still call the regular number, which is, is why I had to put my glasses on. It's 800-273-TALK. So if you're looking for, that that will still have all service. It will still have all the services and the callers will Mm -hmm. still be there. I mean, the call center will still be there. Um, The problem that they're having, so if you do want to switch over and use 988 in a pinch and you want to call that number, they are having a tremendous problem with staffing, getting rural call centers, getting all the, you know, the standard problems that would always happen. So I just want everyone to know that the national Substance Abuse Hotline and Mental Health Hotline is going to be now combined to 988. It will go out on the 16th, supposedly. And if you can't get to that, you can certainly go to your regular 911 or your regular number um, for the National Suicide Hotline. And that does not mean you will be committed. It doesn't mean that anything bad will happen to you. It just means that usually 70 to 80% of people who call those hotlines get help in that moment and take them off the crisis moment. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty good um, in terms of that, because it's usually just people, if someone's calling to reach out for help, they're not looking to hurt themselves or someone else. They're looking for help. So um, 70, 70 ish, we'll say percent get the help that they need in that moment. And crisis is averted. And then the rest of them, there's a spattering of outcomes, but I mean, that's pretty good. So this is just an easier way to remember a number. You don't have to remember all 10 digits. It's just nine, eight, eight. So I'll kind of remind people of that, you know, because one it's an important number for people because then you're not clogging up nine one, one and having people come out. But also it's a, for another reason is that it's a, it's, um, it's a resource that people don't realize it's there for people that are trained counselors on the other side to talk to you, in a pinch when you don't have access to a counselor or a yep. therapist or a psychologist and the wait list is like mine which is almost a year long mm-hmm. and you can't get into someone right away or someone mm-hmm. has an emergency so certainly, mental
0: health triage yeah yep. it really
2: is yep. so um again 988 and that's my first topic checklist off
0: <laughs> excellent
2: <laughs> excellent okay so then the next much
0: needed by the way
2: it's a very much needed mm-hmm. um it, you know i think it's i don't know if other countries do it like we do it But I imagine that there are. But I think that every country needs to have like a national hotline because mental health. I know that um, mental health is such a, you know, I know in the UK and France and certainly, I mean.
0: How do you feel about all these online services that are popping up?
2: Okay, so I have an opinion about that, even though we were moving on, but I'll come back to that. Um.
0: Well, I just added the topic.
2: So, like the top, <laughs> you just added a, topic. So, I added a topic. So, all the online services, so they've been around a while. I mean, Ma- Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer, really put it on the map in a lot of ways because he was really struggling and mm-hmm. um, he ended up having talk space and head space. And like there's all these different ones now that are out there. and right. Good therapy and good therapist. And uh, um, I've had clients that I have now in person that i see that have used them and i have friends who have used those services and the reviews are very mixed to maudlin um i never get any great reports i get moderate reports mm-hmm. i get a lot of and and when i say a lot i actually mean a lot no exaggeration i get a lot of the therapists are they don't show on the phone they don't show for the video call they change really? it they cancel it um they cut it short Um, They're in the middle of doing things like driving their kid to school, cooking. um, Like, I mean, I have a list of things as I make note to myself of like, you know, I always have business plans being an entrepreneur, always in my head of like things to do and whatever. And I'm like, oh, there's an improvement needed over there. So I think that I imagine that there's lots of really good examples, but. I get a lot of people that come from that finally that say, oh, my God, thank God I don't have to use that service anymore because I think it's a quick, convenient thing. But I think that from what I've heard from some clients and, and friends that the person that they're talking to has either come out of retirement. They're making an extra little money because they're doing this for five hours a week. Yeah. Um, Someone, you know, that kind of thing. It's like mom's hours because someone's had a baby, but they want to still work from home, but they don't want to go back to the office. So there, so there's a lot of those things. So I think it's convenience and then there's some not full, full, buy into being there i don't know but there's and, and one of the things i've loved about
0: being involved with a therapist is uh, when you go in on a week-to-week basis or however often you go you don't have to do the backstory all over again
2: right yeah, exactly
0: they they understand what's going on and they're caught up by the time right you know
2: well, in the, in the, the, talk space is the same person all the time.
0: I know, but right. they, they can't stay on top of, I don't know how many clients they would have, but I, I can't imagine they stay on top of their clients the same way that.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 that's why I say it's modeling, it, yeah. you know, mid to modeling in terms of like reports. Cause I have never gotten, Ooh, this is amazing. It's fantastic. So I don't think that that's representative of the whole, but my little anecdotal evidence of quite a few people has been like, eh, yeah. give, give it a, you know, like a C it's a C yeah
1: you
2: know it's average um and it's kind of like when I always say to people if you can get in somewhere right away to someone to see it means two things typically it means that they're brand new Mm -hmm. and they're just starting out which is fine or they're terrible because <laughs> they have openings. Yeah, um, And a lot, unfortunately, not to be awful, but a lot of the community centers around the country, you know, like the, you know, like, you know, blah, 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 community center, the yep. one that has like the psychiatric associates where there's like 40 cl- counselors. There's a lot of turnover typically in those places. And there are a lot of state funding, nothing wrong with that, but it's typically fee for service sliding scale. And it goes within the state guidelines. And it's, re- it's really hard to get, your best care doesn't mean you can't get good care, right. but it's not your best care. Cause there's a lot of rollover of, of clinicians cause they're not getting paid enough. So they end up moving along. Um, so. It's you see someone for seven sessions and the next thing you know, they're gone. Yeah. And then now you're starting with a new person. Yeah. Like, you you know, same
0: backstory and the same thing. Going, yeah. Um,
2: and it's similar. So like I just, so I don't do a lot of remote anymore. I didn't do it. You know, I didn't do a ton of remote during the pandemic because people came in. So I was, you know, doing very minimal and people, I offered it to people and they did it, but um I don't usually have kids do online because their attention span on right. zoom and on t- and FaceTime is, Horrific. Yep. <laughs> so when I when I do do that, it's like they have to be an established client of mine because the lack of connection that's so important that we talk about all the time is not there. Um, you know that lack yeah uh, lack is there. So we don't have that. So I actually just started this week with, with last week with a kid that needed services really quickly for something, and I was like balking at the fact that they were the, they were traveling and the kid really needed it. It was a sport athlete thing and i was like oh this is not going to be good but it actually worked out really great because the kid was super invested older not little so he was 11 so he was a little bit in the mode so that was really good and then finally got to meet him in person and it was so good but that's so rare because that goes back to that talk space space. headspace like it's it's virtual and it's not Quite the same because you miss the body language you miss the nonverbals, you miss all those things especially but you, with you miss
0: you miss the mindset getting in right. the setting of the session being in the office making a travel even sitting in the waiting room before just helps you get into a mind space exactly
2: yes oh i'm i'm looking at well there's tons of people commenting today hello to everybody <laughs> look at that um
0: what is steve stevens talking
2: about i i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure
0: what is that, that... billy idol's guitarist steve stevens <laughs> no oh. <laughs>
2: no wrong one okay <laughs> that's pretty funny though i'm uh, sure he'll appreciate that yeah. i'm not sure what that says there um one of my
0: favorite guitarists
2: I, there you go yeah um so anyway so did, i answered your question
0: yes you did okay thank you so i won't even get into the new ai they're offering uh, i know seeing ads oh, for, well, yeah.
2: i should do a show on that yeah. so
0: we should have we should get an account for the show i know right in ai i know right see what happens here great what nothing Be fun, interesting experiment. Well, it, it? Oh,
2: it would be great. Um, okay, so now I've got like seventeen topics in my head. Now you got me all over the place. Sorry. Okay, let me come back. Okay, so, so I have two main other topics today. So I want to talk about toxic people in your life, not yours, but it could be, <laughs> but toxic people in yes. people's lives and how it impacts you, right? Yes. But I also wanted to talk about the thing that of I'm course an which my mind,
1: which. She says something oh, about me. But, we yeah. were
2: talking about okay, so it's going to relate. So, but you asked me before the show started, and I yeah. thought this was important because it kind of ties into how I, I'm going to talk about that topic of toxic people. Um, you asked me if fireworks with people with PTSD and veterans is a real thing, mm-hmm. and I said yes, absolutely. And um, we right before the show, Lou and I were talking about this, he asked the question and we were talking about how many people get on the, you know, the next door pages or the such and such town of blah, blah, blah. And they, so there's been a lot of complaining and for the past two weeks, I've seen it. You've seen it. And that was an
0: aspect that came up and I was curious about it because something I hadn't fallen across before.
2: Right. And so, and, and so one, I thought that there was such a plethora, love that word, of fireworks this year, that clearly people are ignoring that all those threads that people are talking about, um, because the fireworks were quite spectacular around my neighborhood this year for hours on end that never ended for yeah. you know various reasons, but so veterans. Who or, or people in the military who are serving, and this is the example I gave you before we went on air, is imagine being in Ukraine right now or being like if you were in the Afghan war, you know, or if you were in OIE or the OEF wars or things like that, you're being shelled and bombed all the time. Even if it's not like right in front of you, it's constantly going off. So there's that fear, that imminent fear of there's something coming, it could kill you, it could land on you anytime, it could go off in your face, like, you know, all those yep. things. So when you're a veteran or someone who is still serving, and you're in that exposure range, and then you have that stuff going on around you, that stimulates the central nervous system to regulate, to dysregulate your polyvagal nerve, which is your emotional regulator that goes from your gut to your brain, that gives all of the um, the neurotransmitters. It goes, they go on fire essentially. They're mm-hmm. triggered. They're totally triggered, yeah. completely across the board, and it sends people who have trauma from those types of experiences into overdrive, going into flashbacks and re-experiencing and kind of numbing out and all kinds of things. Um, So it's really important for people to understand that, you know, when a town says we're going to do it from nine to 10, most people who have military background with that exposure, they hunker down for that or they, or they leave the town or they put your plugs in, like they have measures because they know, but when you have people like, I love my neighbors. My neighbors set fireworks off until midnight from nine <laughs> and they're beautiful because I could see them right from my house and yeah. they were spectacular, but they never ended. Right. <laughs> so I can imagine that everyone around that has those issues. And I know that there were people because the thread like your town was like complaining about all the people doing that. So not to mention, and this is where people were were complaining about all the Karens and what a sad name for anyone that's Karen. It's not a Karen. <laughs> um, <laughs> It also impacts, so this is an interesting fact, it also impacts animals because it puts their sensory systems off, especially like cats and dogs that are domesticated. They get very afraid, right? But also it changes patterns of of wild animals in terms of like, t- this is baby time. So this is when mummies have all their little cubs and their little kits and all their, um, and does and fawns and all that. Moms will abandon because they're afraid and they're and they don't come back out of those loud noises if they're ex- if they're exposed over and over again so people are you know online we're like oh my god is who cares it's just animals well you know i mean it's the ecology of the system so i care about those things so they call me a Karen. i don't care um but it's it's just the trauma it's very it's scary so you just have to imagine that like like i said go to ukraine and imagine that it's constantly being going off it's scary for every living being to have that constantly there because what it does is it puts our fight and flight into mode that something Mm -hmm. bad's going to happen over time now we all know it's fireworks but animals don't know that and people who have been in war don't they know it but they don't because it's just the same thing as like it's that imminent death is coming
0: yeah i'm curious i'm curious about that mechanism though in humans i mean i understand it in animals but oftentimes we you're always dealing with is it real is it reasonable you know, and a, a lot of times we're dealing with that with vague stuff. Right. In other words, there's a set of circumstances and your mind is putting them together and it create a threat because that's what our minds do. Right. Bear in the back of the cave.
2: There it is. I love you, it. You can't <laughs> help yourself. Can I'm, you? I'm
0: sorry. It's 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 the primary, it's our primary mental driver. Yes. The bear in the back of the cave, right? Yes. But with veterans being in the United States on July 4th, yeah. um, it's interesting that their reasoning can't overcome that stimulus i I just it's fascinating
2: yeah but that's but it's not about it's not being it's not about because it's not
0: unclear in other words most of the stuff that we misinterpret and create a threat out of is unclear the stuff we don't know so we piece it together in a way that serves our fear but everything about fireworks on july 4th is known
2: right but it's the association factor you can rational you can be rational reasonable and realistic to know that it's fireworks But that doesn't take away the fact that if you have the exposure Mm -hmm. to something that's associated with imminent death, that changes the brain dynamic to have a trauma response, even in the mode of being rational, reasonable and realistic, because, yes, I know it's the firework, but yet I don't really know. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if people know this about me, but so I was at the Boston Marathon bombing. So and I was like 85 to roughly a hundred feet away from the first bomb that went off. Oh, really? And
0: see, I didn't know you that close. Yes. Yeah.
2: And so I, hear when I hear anything, not fireworks per se, cause I know it is, but if I hear something like just out of the blue, that's just random, that's like a shot, a backfire, uh, whatever it is. Yep. I have immediate polyvagal response. And, and that I have a flash always of the bombing in my head. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's not rational, reasonable, or realistic, but I go right to there because I associate with that traumatic experience. Mm. So I, I wouldn't say I have full-blown PTSD, although some people would say that. I just think I have acute responses in the moment to mm. that incident because it, you know, sounds like a bomb. It is a bomb. It yeah. sounds like a gunfire. It is a gunfire.
0: Does fireworks have that effect on you?
2: Um, it does not. If I know it's coming,
0: yeah, exactly. Like if I like the other right. night, I
2: knew it was coming, so it didn't like. But if it's if it's just you know something just that first ra- shot random yeah. and like yeah. all of a sudden comes out i'm always like what's that
1: yeah
2: right because that the day of the bombing at the marathon i was when it first went off i i the first thing i said i was john was standing with me i said to him bomb he goes no <laughs> i'm like and he's in the military yeah but he didn't want to scare me because right. he knew was, i was like no bomb bomb and then 12 seconds later the next one went off and yeah. then he looked and he said bomb i was like oh my
1: god yeah wow
2: (laughs) right so um even just right now talking about it because i have the visual i just get like all yeah right so it's that it's that so that feeling from my personal experience like that's what happens to veterans when they hear the fireworks and they know it's coming because they have the intensity of being around it if they've been at war where they've been in country where there's been bombs and such, and they're being mortared and all that, they have that constantly associated on them over and over and over and over.
0: So, are we past the points of fireworks in this country?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: No, I mean, now we should we be past the point of fireworks in this um, country?
2: I know there's town. Ta- well, I mean, who's for me to say that? I mean, I think that there's towns, and I've saw this this year that there's a whole bunch of places that are doing this different type of drone. Yep. Have you seen the drones? Yep. Like in, the, I think that's really cool. Yep. But, you know, there's something to be said for all, like, the cool, like, explosions that people like. So, it's going to be, it's not going to ever go away. So, I don't think it's, oh, we're going to do No, it's not
0: the question. Should it go away? Right.
2: Right. I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me to that extent, but I know it bothers people. And so, and I respect that if we went to the whole drone thing, I don't care. (laughs) I mean, it's not the uh, it's, you know, it's a first world problem kind of thing like, uh, well, yeah well you know, but I, I would imagine if you lived in Ukraine, you would not want to. Hear I mean, I get again. I get
0: sucked into the thread because the argument turned from uh, the topic in hand into villainized vilifying those who disagree with you. Right. And, and assigning things to them. But my whole position on it, was, listen, and it was a rough night for me because I didn't get to see any fireworks because I was the only one with my dog. Right. And I sat with my dog and he was he has trouble with it, as right. most dogs do.
2: Right. And cats.
0: And cats too, sure.
2: Imagine all the animals.
0: Yeah. Right. But um, But people
2: don't care about that.
0: But by the same token, and the other thing that happened on the island where I was is some nut job started laying them off at three in the morning, too. Mm -hmm. And my my old position on it was listen, I understand everybody's concerns. If we just limited this from nine thirty to eleven thirty, say, I think we'd be fine.
2: Well, that's yeah, that's people are gonna abuse it. Well, that's what I'm saying, like you know, if you know it's coming, it makes it easier. If you know it's gonna be there's a window like yeah. a curfew. Like, but I said this year was like a banner year. There was so much, oh, yeah. usually it, you know, it's over and whatever. And you hear like a shot here or there. It kept going like all night. Yeah. It was like, what are people doing? Even the next morning people were shooting them off. I'm like, seriously, yeah. like, can we be done now? You know, more and that was more for me just like, okay. Yeah. And probably out of my own association to the Boston marathon bombing. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm tapped. But
0: this wasn't a big part of the thread, but it came up on a couple of occasions about veterans. And this was a problem I didn't know. Yes. existed because again it's tough to get in people's mindsets i mean we talk about this with addiction all the time if you're not addicted it's tough to get into their mindset right and deal with them so it seems on it seems uh for me it seems unusual that someone again it's july 4th you know fireworks coming and again there's nothing to fill in here so i just wondered if people really had struggles with them
2: yeah they do yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they very much do and well and even even john my husband, who's a veteran, right he has he has trouble with it. It's kind of a funny story. The man who has trouble with it who complains about the loud noises whatever. so we did fireworks a couple years ago, right mm-hmm. at our place. I shouldn't say that because you know, but anyway, he got creative and we were all like, do not do that. Here's you know, and this is you know, this is the other side of it too because he yeah well we had a video that I just re-watched last yesterday yep. that Abby actually who's online today, sent to me to remind me of how mad I was because it backfired and went at us at the crowd and I was "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) he was laughing we were not so I've
0: got one of those videos too
2: (laughs) so I'll show you that video after because it's quite funny but I was not happy about the fact that john Mm -hmm. john decided to make this very you know you know john more is more (laughs)
0: let's let's cram that pipe extra he's a man that's the way we are (laughs) Right.
2: yeah well that shot if this is going to be good us. it did not yeah. shoot up in the air it went right at us in the crowd and towards my garage yeah. too
0: if this is going to be good then twice this will be great
2: <laughs> for three times it's the and, way and, we think in short yep. short wick you know i'm like yep. oh my god death yeah anyway okay so moving along now yep. all right can we are you are you good with that subject yeah, now we, yeah. i answered your questions yeah Okay, so yeah, just be mindful of people. I don't like want to this. go
0: into it anyway, so don't ask. Be asking me if I'm good.
2: Did you just say you didn't <laughs> want to go into it anyway? Yeah. Oh, you're so fresh. Oh my God, man. <laughs> well, it was a good topic, anyways.
0: Well, so, I was on the wrong. I was not on the wrong side of it, but. I,
2: oh, you got. would look at John sucking up I to get you.
0: Get his six. I do. Yeah. I whatever. Do. I do, John. I get your six. Oh
2: God. Um. So let's go to toxic people. <laughs> 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 I, i was i went to my hometown this weekend
0: oh there god lots
2: of toxic people there. oh man yeah
0: That's so a, I, ground zero is never a good visit <laughs> i did
2: not have to see them though so that was good yeah. um i did not see any of my toxic people
0: and yeah, we're both irish so so i, I understand what's going on
2: <laughs> well so um yeah see i get like all i don't for clempton that i love yep. that word okay so i as you know or if you follow me on my social media for my business and et cetera, i was in vermont this weekend mm-hmm. and i was there for a lovely fourth of july bash with great non-toxic people Excellent. um which was awesome and we had a great hike it was kind of funny because there were uh, i was laughing i don't think you saw a little part of it. i was like four doctors on a mountain all together at the same time and we no like, who's going to help us if we? <laughs> um, uh, so uh, that was very fun. And we had a great time and hiking and doing all kinds of things and being around good, healthy people who do healthy things and eat healthy and have good mindset and positivity and just uh, uplifting to others. And it's just so it's such a great experience. It's probably one of the nicest weekends of like that kind of grouping. You know, I have those I have nice weekends all yep. the time, but being around a group of people that's so well-connected um, emotionally, yeah. even when you're not together, that when you do get together, it's like so good because no one's there being toxic and unhealthy and so on.
0: Back so. to Michelle's point, the sandbox that you're in. Yeah,
2: yeah it's the That's sandbox. a good sandbox. Yeah, it's a great sandbox. Yeah. So, and so it made it really good. But my anticipatory anxiety, which is I'm going to use my personal experience to like show that, you know, my anticipatory anxiety of going to the town because of running into the potential of toxicity. Yep. was all around me and I was so I felt like I was on alert 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 because as I was talking to someone on text before I came into the show today we were talking very quickly and like two sentences about you know peeling the layers off the onion and getting rid of them because you know the toxicity layers of, right. of people and and to get them out of your lives because people who are not healthy and they have unhealthy mindsets and they have unhealthy behaviors and unhealthy patterns. I mean, everybody's got something, but when you've got a pattern that really accumulates yep. to something that's not uplifting to you and not healthy to get rid of that and shake that, especially if they're family members is super hard. Yep. Um, and so uh, peeling off the layers and not feeling guilty and not feeling bad about it and letting go and is, is important, but also, Um, it's super difficult because you're interconnected. It's not the same with friends because it's easier to get rid of people that you've accumulated along the way. And and I'm not saying get rid of them in a mean way. I'm just saying like, sometimes you have to assess Mm
1: -hmm. and then
2: say, this isn't for me. Um, It is hard, but it's not the same as family. So when you have family members that you have to sort of keep at a distance, which is my phrase that I always say, it's like, I love you, but I love you from afar.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: I can love you, but I just can't love you in my space um
0: but a big part of the work is controlling your reaction yes to them right
2: yeah. well yeah or or just not giving a response yeah which is also just not being around them
0: <laughs> so but some, for it to, to not to give un, them or to not give them a response however you have to control your response because often responses is a response to what you're feeling you have to
2: well so there's a difference and i so react so i i teach all of my clients reaction versus response Mm -hmm. reactions come out of emotion right and response comes out of logic and and being reasonable rational and realistic and most of the time that's
0: good parsing i like that
2: and most of the time uh, no response is the best response because there is no response because a lot of times if you don't have the emotion attached to it then there is no response right because the toxicity comes up and it hits the wall of you. And then if you don't get emotionally pulled in and sucked in and, and hurt and yep. all those things, then the response is like, okay. Yeah. Not my, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my issue. That's your issue. That's a that's a you issue, not a me issue, um, you know, which, of course, in a toxic, toxic relationship, that other person would say, if you know, if you did that banter with them, they'd say, that's being selfish. You need to participate with me. You yeah. need to join my crazy. And it's like, no, nope, mm-hmm. I don't need to join that crazy.
0: You're being childish. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like,
2: I don't need to participate in this and yeah. I won't participate in it. And that becomes, uh, uh, you know, a point of contention that, you know. Yeah. I, you know, people would rather you sit in their crap with them than because their
0: toxicity is a a, a a request for a supply. They, they want negative emotion.
2: So, yes. Yeah. So and I so I like visuals, as you know. So well. the visual on that is when a person is being unhealthy with you and they want you and, and you feel guilty and they want you to feel guilty and they want you to feel ashamed and they want you they they. They don't want you to, but that's the result. And, the, and it's really what's happening because people say, I feel guilty or I feel bad or whatever mm-hmm. on the other side. It's because that other person is pulling to fill up the cup that they can't fill themselves. Right. So I always tell people, well, visualize a cup. And are you filling up the other person's cup for them be- off of the toxicity? Because they don't know how to get what they need. They don't know how to get what they want out- outside of negative bad right unhealthy behavior so they're condescending they're rude they're hurtful they you know I, you know famous who famous get... words out of one of my toxic people mm. in my life is always like i'm not being mean i'm just telling you the truth
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> i'm always like yep that was mean whatever just came out of your mouth and that's yeah. what but you couch it under i'm not being mean i'm just telling you the truth hmm yep okay i didn't ask <laughs> you know it's like i'm not telling you that you're a terrible person i'm just telling you the truth i
0: the one i got was not all not all criticism is useless negativity Mm. well almost by definition criticism is is,
2: right it's not criticism is different than feedback yeah feedback has a positive message to it criticism is exactly that you're being critical and mean usually
0: people who are less capable of getting positive response will settle for negative response Yes. The, the worst scenario is no response whatsoever.
2: For them. Yeah. Which is the best response for you. Right. So if you're, if we're talking us as being, and our listeners as being the healthy side of the mm-hmm. equation, right? When we don't respond and we go silent, that is great for us. Even though that might be hard to sit in, especially if you're not used to it, I've gotten really good at that because it makes my life yeah. calm. Yeah. Um, but the other side of it makes that other side really dysregulated because you're not filling up their cup. And so right. what's happening is you have to sort of f- see it like um, an out of control roller coaster on the other side. And that's not, your, that's not our problem. That's yeah. not our, my listeners are, that's not your problem if someone else is out of control. That's their problem because now you've taken away their source of, of calm instead of it being participatory. And it's, it's, it's very hard. People, I work on this with clients all the time. This is a common issue. This isn't like an anomaly on the board. Everyone's got toxic family members or toxic friends, sometimes both.
0: It's especially hard when you can't disengage. Yes. Because again, with friends you say, or with other associates, you can basically disengage. Right. But often even that, that calm, that no response often just ramps things up.
2: Well, it's and it's interesting, too, because and so I have a couple clients um, that I've, I help sometimes write responses for them that they're trying to give to put a boundary down, like I'm teaching them through writing something like a text or something. And recently I had a, a client that i done that for. And and so they sent the text along and we thought, oh, we figured it was going to come back with like a real heart. And then surprisingly, but not it, and this is where the, where a person's narcissism gets in the way, yep. the other side, the toxic person, they didn't get it. <laughs> and it was, it was a soft shoot way of like saying like, I'm done with you. Yeah. But it was done healthy with a good boundary. Like I'm done. The person, yeah, they didn't get it. And we yep. were, so my client and myself, were we were not surprised, but surprised. <laughs> Cause I really expected a either silence like, <gasps> yep. or, or like, how could you, you know? instead it was like, it didn't even happen. And I think that people <laughs> sit in the lack of awareness and yeah. like that they have a boundary crossed with their unhealthiness, which is really common. And it's just surprising when you, when you see it in writing, it's a little bit different because yeah. all of a sudden you're like, wow, that person really doesn't see their contribution to the problem while another person's going, I'm taking a time out from you. Um, and the person's like, okay, well, anyway, so I'm going to round about this way. yeah <laughs> You're know, like, wait a second, yeah. what are you doing? Um, and I think that that's a really common thing for people that unhealthy people tend not to recognize a lot of their unhealthiness. So a common question I get is, is the person, do you think, are they doing it to me on purpose? Are they doing it consciously? Yes, yeah. but no. So people who are in that category, right, doesn't mean they're bad people. I always say that. Doesn't mean sometimes yes, but doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just it's a coping strategy. Yeah. People who are really toxic and unhealthy, this is how they've learned to get what they need and want. And they find targets. They have target-rich environments right. of people that are loving and kind and compassionate. They and nurture they supply. Just nurture it to yeah. death, and yeah. and don't know how to say no, but do know how to say no. And then when they actually put the foot down, it's like, oh how could you do that to me? Well, because now you've over overtaken. So I'm, I'm always of the mind of this is where you teach kids early on to have good boundaries and healthy things. And you're allowed to say, it goes to the point of, if you don't want to give someone a hug and you don't want to sit on uncle Bob's lap, or you don't want, you don't have to, you just have to be polite. Like Oh, no, thank you. But, you know, good to see you. Like, so you're setting a kid up to know how to have agency yeah. and, and being loving and kind. It's not like, oh, you know, I have parents who teach their kids, though, you know, you must hug everybody. You mu- and then yeah. you get that whole like, oh, that hurt my feelings because you didn't give me a hug. That trains kids, especially girls, unfortunately, yeah. into this space of you have to do these things. Um so it's you know we 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 teach kids really early on nurturing them in the way to go towards toxicity instead of teaching them about boundaries. Yeah. And if we keep, teach boundaries and keep good and boundaries doesn't mean distancing. Boundaries just mean saying like that makes me uncomfortable. No thank you and I can still like you. Yeah. I can be angry and still love you at the same time. That is a unique concept for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or I can be in a bad mood and it has nothing to do with you and still be okay with you. Like it just, it has to be, I can disagree
0: know. with you and still be okay. With sure. You. Yeah.
2: Right. Just because I disagree doesn't mean I don't like you. Right. Um,
0: it's a like skill a, we've lost.
2: I don't know. As if, a society. I, I don't know if a skill that we even really had yeah. really, truly. I mean, I think it's, it's a constant work in progress for people. Um, and that's a psychological phenomenon. And you see that in families all the time is, you know, when there's a, um, unhealthy family dynamic that goes on which you see in addiction a lot and you see in a lot of like heavy mental health families like they have a lot of depression anxiety or you know personality disorder behavior you see this a lot um the parents and i'm not giving parents bad rap but that's where the nurturing comes from the parents are often or at least one of the parents is wanting the um or believes themselves that everyone should think like them and when you're not thinking like them that makes you bad
0: that's well, an ego hit yeah so you you right. have to be the villain right it can't be them right it's, it can't be that their position and it's oftentimes disagreement isn't a right or wrong situation it's like right. we, we don't agree
2: well and that's it's not the right fight that's you know it's yeah. the right meaning the you know it's not about who's right it's about it's just we disagree about something and why can't we disagree but you have families in that toxicity the toxicity families tend to have this struggle with I'm right. You're wrong. You're the child. You're definitely wrong. It's usually like, it's usually that power differential down. It's parent to child, Um, even in adult relationships um, that, you know, you can't dissent from the parental, even in your forties or your fifties. And it's, and people are afraid. I mean, I have clients now that are in their fifties and sixties who have parents that are in their eighties and nineties still battling this and they didn't work this out way back.
0: Right. Again, being deemed wrong is an, is an ego blow to some right. people, and right. you know that's difficult for some people to cope with. Right. Because, so you can't disagree with me. Right. Because I'm I have to be right. Right. Yeah.
2: Going back to this is why, and this is one of one of the basis for toxic relationships that you stay away from because. That's one of the quintessential hallmark signs of, of a toxic relationship is
1: mm,
0: yep.
2: that you'll find that in that seed in it is that, oh, my gosh.
0: But this goes back to this thread that I was dealing with where there's a point where you can disagree. But when you disagree and make it personal, then that just amplifies that whole dynamic.
2: Right. Yeah. I have a, I, So I have what are a, you, an
0: idiot? And then all of a sudden it's personal. It's not it's not about the topic you're talking about. It's not about the disagreement. It's not about the position. It's like you just called him an idiot.
2: Right. And I haven't, well, so I have multiple examples, but I have one that comes to mind all the time that there's a, there's a mother of one of my teenagers that I have in my practice that when the teenager who's amazingly smart and is well beyond her years in terms of like emotional intelligence and just, she's like the adult of the family. She really (laughs) is, you know, um, when her mother, when she disagrees with her mother and she's, she's actually really gotten good at doing at her age now at 17, she's really good at being able to hold her ground and just be like, all right, it's okay. But when I first started seeing her, she would be falling apart yeah. in tears because the mother does and she still does it. Even if my girl is able to hold the mother gives her silent treatment for three days
1: Oh, yeah,
2: and is really mean in silent ways and passive aggressive. But My client has gotten really good at just being like whatever but initially when we first started it was crushing to her that her mother would do that and i did what you just said i showed her that it's because you're not agreeing with her but you don't have to and your mom doesn't understand that you don't have to right that's a that's a you know many many shows ago i used to talk about you know i we me i i am not you you are not me we are not we are not we (laughs)
0: And how many times do you see problems in family dynamics when there is a child who is smart that is, you know, rising above the, the family level?
2: Right. And then, Many times.
0: Yeah. And that, that's a real ego blow. Yes. To the parents.
2: Right. And, yeah. and unfortunately, and you would think, well, you would want yeah. parents to- want their kids to be bigger, better, faster, stronger than they were. Are, and if you whoever. get them in
0: a calm moment, they'd say they want that. But yes. in the dynamic of but interacting is in there, it, then yeah.
2: it's like out right. the door. Yeah. Right. Because because people know what to say, they know the right thing to say. But then putting it into practice and doing it, you know, is not yeah. what happens. So so um, to- dealing with toxic people, some is, and then I get this question, too, about this is um, you know, how come some people are so good at dealing with it versus many who aren't. And, and it's, it's your resiliency and your, and your sensitivity levels. So if you've been trained into, and this goes back to the biopsychosocial model from last week, Mm -hmm. if you've been trained socially, emotionally, and thought wise into feeling bad about yourself because you don't agree or being a dissenter or not having, um, someone's sick so to speak in the family then that creates such a bad um dysregulated dynamic in the family that you become the scapegoat you become the um the the problem child the black sheep of the family when in fact you know those are the ones that always end up in my office and they're the healthier of you know the people that are in my office are typically the more healthy Yeah, the ones that are, you know, that's what I was going to ask. Parents will bring their kids to see me. This is this is where it glares to me. Parents will bring their kids to see me and say, "Fix my kid," and then we spend most of the time talking about and realizing that the kid, yeah, they have some issues, but it's really (laughs) it's really the parent, yeah, or the parents, right? Because the people who don't. I'm not blaming parents. It's just about the fact that this and it's not. It's it's just that people don't take accountability for being a unit and families. Families work together. They are not sole entities. There's a collective there. It's very much the not all for one, you know, it's it's yep. your your powerful dynamic of being a parent has a big impact. And when you have two parents or five parents, we have an extended family living together or whatever it is, that's not one moving. It's, it is one moving right. unit. It's not one single person at a time. It's all those people. So everybody's impacting. And so if there's one real toxic person, or five really toxic people in that environment they're all feeding off each other you know to my friend this morning that I was texting with peeling the onion yes getting rid of all the outside layers of yucky skin is important
0: people um, who are una- who aren't self-aware who aren't aware of their problems aren't the people coming to see you
1: mm-mm. there's
0: got to be a certain level of self-awareness to, to seek out therapy I mean obviously sometimes parents bring the child in because they're a problem right and,
2: and, and yes. And there, and, and, and there is that. And then we re, but kids are resilient. So kids are easy to resolve out a lot of those issues. Yeah. Even when the kids come in and they're like, I don't want to be here.
0: Well, they don't have to, they have to unlearn less. Right. Yeah. You know, adults have to unlearn a lot of the dynamics that got them into the situation as they get right. into. But if you're not even aware that you had a, you were a contributing factor in your outcome. Right. Yeah. You know,
2: That's why I think that's a problem. So I think, and we don't, I don't, I don't know of any programs like this and maybe this is where my, you know, well, someone will probably run with it as soon as I say it, but this is where my business idea is for like down the line is that I really think, and we'd make jokes about, you know, you know, we should teach parenting. We should teach early on in like elementary school kids, you know, they, they, loosely and if you're watching you can see me air quote this they loosely teach accountability they loosely yep. teach you know responsibility you know through school and actions and structure or not but it's but it's not direct i think that there should be an active class from kindergarten all the way through of of psychological health just yep. how to how to be your best person at age appropriate levels of, you know, how to be today, we're going to have our whole class is going to be on kindness. And then tomorrow it's going to be on compassion and how to have empathy for others. And, and the only place I see this, is not as a collective across the board in elementary schools and middle schools. It's in when a kid has an IEP, which is individual education plan. Mm -hmm. They end up in these social emotional groups that are five or 10 kids that are out of the whole school or out of the whole grade. And they meet for, they call it lunch bunch or they meet for the after school program and they spend an hour, but it's, Kids that are getting taught these skills that have been identified as problematic with their skill level behaviorally, instead of taking and doing a whole thing through the whole program curriculum for all people. So they come up through, they learn that they can be adults that now have all these things so that they'll be a better parent.
0: Well, when are we going to have time for that? Because we have to do ancient Egypt every other year, and then they have to go home and watch Gaia and find out that the aliens visited ancient Egypt. We don't have time to teach kids how to be good parents, and we're gener- well, good that's people. sarcasm. But I know, I, I know. We're generations into this right now. We've got we've got kids who were raised by unskilled parents who are raising kids of their own now, and I know. and don't have the tools. To... We're generations into this. This is this is oh, yeah, a major good. part of the problem.
2: Well, this and, and this isn't right. That's why I'm like it's not new, but this would be such a great thing to put into into curriculum, and it and it doesn't take all day. It takes like do yeah. do a twenty minute. I mean you have math class for 36 minutes why can't you do a 12-minute block on let's you know let's talk about accountability give one scenario and you know in fifth grade and talk about you know the moral dilemmas and ethical dilemmas and all these things I don't know you know because it puts kids into a right space in mind I have many many I mean I've been teaching in the college for 17 years right I can't tell you how many times because i do the ethical dilemmas when i teach a kohlberg's theory of moral development right so if you don't know what that is you guys can look it up kohlberg's theory of development we learn it when we're little we come up through in different stages but i do a, a moral dilemma none of the none of the adult learners that i see from 18 all the way up to like 40 50 60 most of the time i've ever even heard of this and it's a new idea to even think about so when you're when so if you you haven't had that intellectual exercise once in your life like as a formalized thing you're certainly not doing it on your own very much and then when you're presented with toxic situations that are moral or ethical dilemmas for your own self to get yourself out of you're not going to have the skill to do it which is what i find mostly in psychology is that people want to be healthy they just don't know how. Yeah, And that, and so that, so h- how is what I teach is, you know, and it's a learning process for me too, because my clients teach me all the time how to help them and how to give them better hows. Cause I, you know, I can do the general, but yeah. then I get certain scenarios where I'm like, oh, there's a really good solution here, but they don't know how to generate it, but I do. And then teaching them how to generate it, it's like, oh, and so they've taught me yeah how to do it
0: better. Once we throw this into the realm of, public discourse though it becomes problematic
2: oh yeah because there's always some there's contrarians i don't
0: i don't There's
2: contrarians to everything i
0: wouldn't trust the public schools to teach this sort of thing
2: oh well yeah that's why i'd say it has to be a very specific yeah. protocoled um curriculum
0: and unfortunately again generations ago this was taught in the house this was taught by modeling this was carried down on a generational basis but we've broken the chain right Into to a large extent you know
2: right plus well,
0: discourse has gotten to the point where there's have really to, bizarre.
2: But you're not going to get family members to do that when you, like you yeah. just say it's, you know, it's yeah. a very vicious cycle. This isn't the optimal world of like having this, but, it, it, you know, but it, for people that are listening and, you know, if I can, if I can reach, a few hundred people even today to then think about it and have the conversation with someone else, it starts having a spider effect. And I'm not the only person podcasting I'm sure on this or, or talking about this in the psychology realm outward in the world is where I'll write my book.
0: Yeah.
2: Make my millions off of that. And by the way, I
0: hate to go back to this because people people laugh at me whenever I keep bringing this up, but no, it's in your wheelhouse too. You can tell, you know, the old meme, some of you haven't played team sports and you know, it shows. (laughs) Yes. And, and, and the sports environment, funny, this is, a lot of these principles have been carried through. And
2: and so you will see, and oh, I can't remember the name of the show, but I will definitely, it's, it's something that is national. that was on Saturday morning this week. Um, and it was talking, it's a sports show that talks directly about this particular issue that um, sports teaches all these skills. So if you don't have the family life and you don't have all those things in school that if you're in a sport, even if it's a terrible experience, like in terms of you might have a bad coach, whatever, you're still learning the basis for all these things if you stick with it. Yeah. Right. And so um and well, that's, that's what they were talking about in the show. And of course, I'm referencing and I can't remember. And um
0: Eric's picking on my whistling nose. Not the first time, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it thing uh, in my entire career <laughs> I,
2: his whistling nose. my whistling nose oh that's funny i've never noticed that
0: bruce asked a great question
2: okay yes uh,
0: how oh. do you calm your mind during an episode and this goes through all the topics that we talked about whether it right. be uh, a triggering reaction or whether it be like to
2: fireworks or just yeah or i talk
0: tox- being triggered by a toxic person
2: yes yeah, so yeah. and i did see that question so bruce so how do you calm your mind um during an episode so the, the first of all Being you know aware aware of it, and I know that sounds funny, but a lot of times people don't know that they're in the middle of something until they're in the middle and at the or at the end and being like, Oh my god, you know. Or they
0: don't know the person is being toxic.
2: Or well, if it's if Yeah. yeah, if we're so if we're talking about fireworks, calming your mind is having awareness it's coming um, or the, you know, around the, so let's do it in two, two pieces. If it's fireworks or something like that, you're calming your mind by knowing here's the 4th of July. And it's likely that from the 2nd of July to the 6th of July, you're probably going to have them around you. So being hyper vigilant in a healthy way so that you know that the likelihood is if you hear a boom, it's not something bad so that you're doing that. So, and then when it's going on, you know, having a plan, are you going to be, Around it, surround it. Are you going to make sure you have to put your TV on, make sure you have earplugs in. Like there's a variety of different things you can do in those scenarios to kind of calm it down or, mm-hmm. or leave the area or go to the beach. It's not your beach. Apparently. Not my beach. No, Um, you know, but, but somewhere where, to, they, somewhere to where you know that they're not doing fireworks. Right. Yeah. right? Or if you're staying home, then obviously making some accommodations for yourself. But when it's coming to how do you calm your mind around other scenarios like toxic people and all those things, you have, you find your own mantra, which is, you know, like, not my circus, not my monkeys, and really believe it. You have to, people always say, give me a mantra. I don't like to give people a mantra for them. I like them to come up with it. So I'll go through different scenarios with them. And because you have to believe your own mantra. For a mantra to work, it has to be something that works. Because it feels like you have to feel it in your heart and your mind together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Nike ad just do it. I can tell people just do it. But if they don't have the belief in that phrase, it doesn't mean anything. So, Calming your mind is finding a mantra or finding a saying that you believe in or something that you're talking to yourself. Because, remember, it's thoughts that really drive your triggers. So you and you are not your thoughts. But if your thought is bad, you're going to follow it. If your thought is good or it's healthy in a mantra kind of way, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to settle and calm your body. You're regulating your central nervous system, essentially. So you're regulating that polyvagal nerve. And if you're not looking at me and I'm pointing to my neck, it's it, it's that little you know the vagal system, and it gets dysregulated. So what you have to do is find something that you believe in of like, like I'm okay. There's nothing. There's nothing rational here that's a, a danger, or this person is not. It, it say this is my parent, and they're not really nice to me. I accept. Yeah,
0: uh, that's what I was going to say. The acceptance of who they are.
2: I accept that this is who they are as yeah. a person. And, and I truly, so like, I'm thinking in my own personal experience of like people in my life, I'm not pointing out anyone specific, but people in my life, they're toxic. I'm like, I accept that they are this way. I may not like it, but I'm not going to let it ruin my day. Because in if I don't, in which I've done in the past, because we all do it, it will You know, I used to go home. This was my anticipation this weekend. I used to go home and it would take me three weeks to unwind from the five seconds I was at home. And this time I was like, oh, but I wasn't around anyone toxic on
1: purpose. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So there's that, you know? Yeah. But so finding a, a mantra I usually do it a couple words you know like I'm okay I am strong they are not me that is not my issue um, you know whatever fits in that moment so that you can calm yourself around that and that that includes when I had someone tell me yesterday that they get enraged because they have a, they have this thing in their head but they get enraged in the grocery store if someone like cuts them off in like a line yeah. and or they have, 20 items in the 14 aisle like like, this is what they were this is what they were talking about their anger issue yesterday and i said to them i said what would calm you in the moment because in the end of the day does it really matter and of course she was like no it doesn't matter i'm like but why and she was just like but it's not right i'm like yeah but is it worth the fight and so she was like oh i like that as a um the mantra so she's like is it worth the fight so something just basic like that calmed her she's like i'm going to use that so hopefully the next time I see her, she will have several opportunities to mm-hmm. use that. And, it, and it's just simple little things like that because your thoughts create chemical reactions in your brain to make you feel bad. Right. And so if you're thinking something negative about another person or about yourself because of another person, it's game over.
1: Yeah.
0: But if you're, you take uh, the ego hit. Right. You're yeah. taking the ego hit. Yeah. It's
2: fracturing you. And then you're like or you're sad or you have the, you have a negative emotion that goes with it instead of just being able to say, OK, I, you know.
0: Well, the person didn't cut you off or they're not driving slow because of you. Right. It, it's their thing. It's not you. It's not a deficiency on your part.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Or, or a person, like because this person goes, the person I was talking about from yesterday, they go right into this like nobody loves me. Like they have it very yep. deeply rooted. Like it, they did it on purpose to me. And I said to her, I said, they don't know you. Yeah. She goes, I know, but it, they it, it's because it's my luck. I'm like, nope, yeah. that's just the person doing it. It has nothing to do with you. You just happen to be that person. If it was me, it would happen to me there too. It would have been the same thing.
0: And another skill is staying in the moment because the real uh, signal that this is a problem is when people are talking about the grocery store line incident a couple hours later.
2: R- oh, Like so, Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: You're out of the line. It's, right. it's done. Right. You know, move on.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, and and so and well, I, I mean, it's was, one thing
0: when you have a family member and you have to reengage with them. But it's, you know, someone cut you off in the grocery line. It's
2: well. Yeah. And, and so good example from this weekend, even though I was not involved in it, having an ego hit to me. So I was involved in at this get together that I was at. There was a comment made. And so this is a good example of what we're talking about here, I think. Um, there was a comment made in a huge group of people about someone sitting there that has no way or shape or form looking like they're pregnant. But this person looked at them and said, oh, my God, are you pregnant? <laughs> and I put it right in context right away. I was like, the person who said it is a bajillion years old
1: mm-hmm.
2: and has clearly. I don't know who they I don't know them personally, but I could tell older person no filter yeah i could tell already in the conversation that she, before she even started talking about that she was already unfiltered with other things i'm like oh this is interesting as i'm listening to her in this group of like 25 people right. she blops out this thing at this person and immediately because i know and love this person so much that she said it too i could see her fall apart yeah i was like oh
0: no yeah
2: and and so that
0: was likely a trigger and a real struggle, self-image right. struggle. Some in- yeah.
2: Self-image for yeah. a person who's n- not even remotely heavy, doesn't have a, you know, is very healthy, really fit athlete and all these things like. um, And it lingered the entire day with yeah. her. And so how she managed it was she kept saying, like, I'm preggers and she'd walk around like she's <laughs> making all kinds of jokes. And, you know, there must have been at least four or five of us that kept saying like, you're fine. Yeah. it the, Take it from the source. Like she's out, you know, but pe- kept putting it into context, but it lingered with her forever that day. And I imagine, I mean, everyone dropped it unless she said it, but just knowing her that unseated sure. her for a long time, because it's got some, I, I know the roots of it in the past, but watching that is so hard because she doesn't ever have to see this person. She doesn't really know this person, but the impact it had on her to fracture her sensitivities of that is yep. like, oh man, she's done and she's done a lot of work on that, but that just one comment yep. can unseat you. So a hundred, a hundred positives are like, yay. And you get that one and it unravels a person's brain. Cause the thought process goes into questioning oneself and questioning one's space in the world. And, and this is a person that was, toxic to her but isn't even known to her really right. and it was like that's how easy it can happen so what would I if, I if she was my client which she's not she's a dear loving friend to my to me i just looked at her and said the same thing i said what's the reality here yeah what's the reality and she was able to do it but it's the buy-in she you know it's like but maybe i am yep that yep. and it was like <laughs> yep. you're you're not, yeah. but you know, I can't say you're not because it doesn't matter right. because what she's doing in her head, but she had to,
1: because
0: she has to accept
2: it. Right. So yeah. I've done a few check-ins since the weekend and I think she peeled the onion, but I think, I think we still have some residual. <laughs> I think we still have some residual on that one.
0: But that momentary resiliency, the ability to come back to the moment is is important in dealing with these things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: You know, for example, to wrap it around again for a veteran says in Afghanistan, it's, it's, you know, Boston on July 4th. Right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's, and it's so important for, and I always go back to this awareness, 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 stop being blind to your life, you know, stop being you know, walking around with blinders on people just walk around. Like, I don't know what that means. It has nothing to do with me. And in fact, you know, yeah, everybody has stuff. And yeah. people say, I, I didn't have any of that growing up. Everybody has stuff. Yeah. No one has Perfect.
0: Well, it was years before I figured out my upbringing wasn't, I, I thought my upbringing was ideal. My parents didn't pay any attention to me, but I didn't come behind, if I didn't come home with a police car behind me, everything was fine.
2: And, 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 and then
0: when I became a parent, it was like, I'm yeah. not going to do that to my kids.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I
0: mean, I'm not going to be on top of them, but yeah. I'm going to be involved. Right. I wanted. you know, they didn't know where I was, what I was doing was a different time with no cell phones, anything like that, right. but I could disappear for the day. They didn't know. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, oh, and, and same. And for me,
0: I thought it was perfect when I was young, but as I matured, it was like, that's no, that's not caring. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Exactly. That yeah. was like the indulgent, permissive parent. And yeah. that's not a good type of parenting, right? It's not, yeah. it's, you know, we want authoritative parenting, which is high expectation and high in warmth and praise and appropriate consequence for behavior that's unbecoming yep. not authoritarian which is you know do as i say not as i do and tyrannical and horrific and then indulgent and in permissive parenting usually ends up in delinquency in some way yeah
0: not not indifferent
2: right yeah. indifference yeah. right yeah or or participating as a friend being a friend to your children is uh, not, that's
0: the big one nowadays not
2: a good thing that's, that's the that big is one nowadays a, yeah that is a huge problem and i oof, it's bad, yeah. but that's a, that's another shit. I don't show. want to be the parent. I want to be but a friend. But that's also a toxic yep. relationship yes, because it is. because yeah. that ends up being, and I see so much of that in, in people. I'm like, that's you, yep. you've lost ground. You've lost ground. Um, and, and especially if you've got one parent who insists on being that way and the other parent's really trying to gain some respect.
0: Slaying too much it's on the kid.
2: constant, yeah. right? Instead kids want the structure and boundaries and they just bypass. I'm like, you know, makes my eye twitch. I always say, makes my eye twitch. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. So anyway, I, uh, the time on the wall behind your head.
0: Yeah. You've got the affection connection behind you too.
2: Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh, I can't do that today. I have <laughs> to go, I have to go be with some of my parents that are having the same kind of issues that I'm talking about right now. Next in line. Um, so 988 as the emergency number going in July 16th. Hopefully it works. Fingers crossed for the country. And if not, you go right back to your regular line for mental health. But, the, but I want to make the caveat to that is it's not just the suicide hotline. It's for mental health crisis, which is good because I think that there's so much mental health crisis in this country that people always identify as just a suicide hotline risk line. And it's not. It's It's if you need something and then obviously, you know, there's some great reads out there that I will I will actually give you a reference link, Lou, that you can put up for a great book to read on how to deal with toxic people, um, which is one of my great guides I give to my clients. I'm happy to share it with everybody online today. Um, And then obviously, Fourth of July is over. So the fireworks should be down <laughs> we won't have that issue for a while no, It's
0: fireworks and threads
2: and yes exactly <laughs> next door yeah. exactly yeah. so um and next week um oh and i have a race this weekend so if if anyone is up in the uh white mountains there's a huge the the largest um hardest mountain race in the country i race it every year last year i PR'd. hopefully i do again mm-hmm. but you know that's a goal um and that's where i'll be this weekend so i'll come back and report all about the 43 degree angle of the last quarter mile that I will run.
0: That's the place up there you go. What's the restaurant you like up there?
2: Oh, the gypsy cafe, the gypsy cafe. The gypsy right. cafe. If you're yep. up in the Loon Lincoln area and you don't go to the gypsy cafe, you have missed out in spades. Okay. All right. All See right, you guys have a great week. <music>